Welcome and thank you for joining us here for the Bread of Life, a listener-supported program of the International Mission Church Partnership Evangelism. To learn more, go to breadoflifeboise.org. Now here's our teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. When we consider the life of Jesus, there are two words he himself used. He was light and he was life. I am the light of the world. Come unto me that you might have life. This that is true of Christ is true of God in all of his holiness and is offered by God to be the benefit of all of heaven. Heaven is a place of unabated light and undiminishing life. It is God's holiness open wide for us to enjoy. It is that thing in God which would have destroyed us if we were not forgiven and made clean, but having been made clean, it is that thing that we will enjoy forever and ever in complete purity. And now, now is the time to begin living in that light and in this life. People will tell you that the inevitability of life is decay and destruction and death. And God says, no, that's not your future inevitability. It's life. It's abundant life. It's unending health and healing. And I'm bringing it. I'm bringing it when I bring my presence to you. It's an interesting thing. The Bible says, and we read it in Revelation, that the temple will come down the heaven will come down or will touch the earth and there will be a new heavens and a new earth and the temple that God instructed the people of Israel to, to build and the place in the temple that was to represent his throne room where God would make his presence known was a perfect cube in size. And when God describes the new heaven that will come down upon the new earth that he's going to create, the dimensions are given to us and it's a perfect cube in size. Because God is relating to us again this idea that this is his presence. This is his throne coming down upon the earth. Revelation 21, 16. The city is laid out as a square. Its length is as great as its breadth. And he measured the city with a reed, 12 furlongs. Its length, breadth, and height are equal. It's a cube. Listen now. Heaven will be like a temple where God brings us to live in his holy presence. Hear these words again from Revelation 21, verses 2 and 3. Then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle, the presence of God is with us, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be their God. And from this heavenly temple, The earth will spread out again like a garden, a temple garden full of the vibrant life of everything that comes from the throne of God. So Revelation 22 verses 2 and 3 says, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb in the middle of its street. And on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore twelve fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree... We're for the healing of the nations. It's a picture of the inevitable future that God is planning and the impact of His holiness as it's experienced by those who have been redeemed and placed their faith in Jesus Christ. It's a future in which His holiness is known and enjoyed in the earth. And the earth will be a garden of life and health forever and ever. God will be our light and God will be our life and there will be no sun And there will be no temple, for he'll be our son, and he'll be our temple.
he'll be the place we'll go to meet with him. What is this all telling us? It's telling us that darkness is not the ultimate inevitability. It's telling us that death is not the ultimate inevitability. That life and life are the ultimate inevitabilities. The enemy comes along to us as individuals. He tempts us and he tries us and he tries to bring us away from the holy demands and desires that God has for our life. And the enemy comes with his temptations and basically the underlying lie that he tells us is, this is the inevitable. This is where you're going and this is where you're going to land, so give in to it. This defines your future and it's a lie. It's the light and life of a holy God and enjoying him that defines my future. That's my inevitable, optimal future. And God calls me now to live as an ambassador of that heaven that's coming. That for me, the future begins now. I am an ambassador. If you've given your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, you're an ambassador of the coming holiness of light and life that shall come upon the earth. You're the first to receive the holy presence in this age. You're the first ones to receive the holy presence of God. Before your friends, before your family, and your communities, you're, in a sense, the first fruits of the holiness of God being expressed in you. He lives and He abides in you and He comes in you. Jesus brings in you the presence of His Holy Spirit, in which, by the way, there are individuals who suggest that holiness is a theme in the Old Testament, but not in the New Testament. That it's a more predominant idea, this idea of a holy God in the Old Testament, but it's not such a predominant idea and a demand for us in the New Testament, but they're wrong. Because in the New Testament, what we have revealed to us over and over again is the presence of the Holy Spirit. And He lives and He abides within us. God makes this holy expression of His moral purity that He puts before the world and He teaches the nation of Israel by the way they come to the temple and the exacting rules that they are to follow to present how magnified He is in His moral majesty and holiness. And now God brings that holy truth into our hearts. The Bible says He circumcises our hearts and the Bible says we become, we become, we become temples of the Holy Spirit. And God lives and He abides within us. And he lives and He abides within us so that through us He might express the future that's coming. The inevitability of life and light. So our future begins now as holy light. Jesus says, you're the light of the world. Your life of holiness matters because you become an advanced expression of the holy light that God is one day bringing upon the earth. Jesus says, you're light of the world, a city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand that it might give light to all who are in the house. So, Jesus says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Think about that. Light is the future inevitability, and light is my mission now. I project where I'm going by how I live and what I choose and my prayer in light of that ought to be, Holy Spirit, come dwell in me, abide in me. Shine the first light of your presence and your power and your holiness in my life. Reveal everything that's unclean in my life. Let me bring it out before you and confess it. Let the blood of Jesus Christ now come and wash it away. Let me now live in this world, in this place where you've placed me as light, as your holy light. A light that the people in darkness may hate, but a light that is ultimately going to rule over everything because the darkness will not overcome your light. And I choose your light. I choose the overcoming power of your light. And I want to live out your goodness in this place. That's what obedience is. 
That's what you submit to. That's the experiment that the Christian runs. It's the experiment of living for the future light that God is bringing, not for the confusion that you bring upon yourself when you live according to your own will. Your future also begins now as agents of holy life. Paul tells us that we Christians are temples of the Holy Spirit. God is dwelling in us. His holiness is in us. And as temples, His presence is made known to the world today. The Spirit dwells in the redeemed, and from this temple He's to flow out from us. We are to carry within ourselves the life of God that the world around us so desperately needs, a life that would go out to them like life-giving water. And so we read John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. On that last day of the great feast, Jesus stood out and cried out and said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scriptures has said, out of his heart, out of the throne room of my presence, ruling and abiding and reigning in his heart, will flow rivers of living water. And he spoke of the Holy Spirit, which he was going to give us. Jesus has promised his followers that he would give us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would live in us as temples filled with his presence. And now from underneath, you might say, the foundation of our lives, there is to be poured out the Spirit as water upon our communities. That's our now reflecting what's coming. Is the church today a presence of abundant life? from beneath its foundations, from the way that it gathers round in the presence of God, is flowing out from them and from us the abundance of the Spirit. Some years ago, I read a prayer that was prayed by Andrew Murray, and I've adopted as one I pray often for myself. I used to pray, Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. That's a good prayer, too. But when I'm going and engaging others, oftentimes what I say is, Lord, minister or express your Holy Spirit through me. Let the Holy Spirit flow out from me. Let him be life. As I submit and I obey you and I seek to be holy and I guard myself against the unholy thing and the filing expressions of this world, let me not have my dalliances with the world. Let me have my time in your presence, your holy presence. And from your presence, let life go forward to my neighborhood, to my friends, to those around me, my family. Can I ask you something? Are you proving the life of the Spirit within you? Is He going out from you like water in a dry land? This is what your life is meant to be. Your life is meant to be a life bringing the infinite, eternal, life-giving influence of God. When people touch your life, do they wither? Or when they touch your life, do they come in contact with life? Life beyond yourself. I'll tell you what, if you're exalting in your own life, you'll sap them. You'll be a life drainer. You, you've met people like that? You're in contact with them and they suck the life out of you? We're supposed to be people who pour life into people only by His Spirit living and abiding within us. Can I just tell you that this is inevitable for the believer? If you've given your life to Jesus Christ, if you're resisting Him and you're resisting His holy will, then you're, you're just sucking life away from people and moving yourself from the point of life for yourself. 
But if you're a child of God, He is drawing you into holiness. And as He does, and as you yield, and as you submit, and as you obey, your life becomes a spring and fountain of His life. And it's just a foretaste of what's coming. Because that's what's inevitable. That's what's inevitable. The life of holiness is a life of healing and a life of light. It's a vibrant life. It's the future that we make known in the present. Isaiah calls it the highway of holiness. Let's get on it. Let's be on it. Our world needs to taste the things to come. The heaven yet to be. The heaven that can be revealed. Revealed in us. Let's bow our heads. Your holiness, O God, we choose your holiness. Light to reveal all of our sins so that we might confess it and be made clean. Your holiness. Your holiness to rule and reign and govern so that where your presence as King and Lord resides, life and benefit and blessing is poured out because you are a good King. Forgive us for our rebellion. Forgive us for listening to the lies of the enemy who tells us that our hope and our future somehow is an inevitable loss. Forgive us for trusting in ourselves. This has been the Bread of Life. To learn more about our ministry in the community of Boise, Idaho, or our outreach work around the world, just go to breadoflifeboise.org. There you'll find links to radio archives, full-length sermons, and information on how you can give to our mission to raise up Christians as evangelists and disciple-makers around the world. Until the next time, God bless you.